on this episode of Buena Vista and Main Street. This is a great one. If you need a little nap. <laughs> go right now! Do it now! So if you wanna if you wanna go on with me, because you wanna win, hit me up. I think I'm still processing Galaxy's Edge, actually. <laughs> it's a multi-year process. So keep your arms and legs inside the ride vehicle at all time, and here we go! Good morning, or afternoon, or good evening, or good day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bonavista and Main Street, and part two of Tomorrowland. Yes. Our circle tour around Magic Kingdom. <laughs> circle tour. Our circle tour. Our tour around. Our circle We're going tour around. around Magic Kingdom. That's right. And Disneyland. And Disneyland. Magic. Uh, the Magic Kingdoms. Right. Last week we finished off with Jenny's favorite ride, uh, Space Mountain. In case you missed that one, you may want to go back and re-listen to it if you missed it. Space Mountain. Still the best. I'm just sitting here imagining around Space Mountain right now. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah. No, Space Mountain. Great ride. It's a roller coaster in the dark. Indoors. Many try to uh, duplicate it, but it is not the same. That's very true. So we're in Tomorrowland. So supposedly the land of the future. Yes. Uh, the next ride we're going to talk about um, is not futuristic. <laughs> is it futuristic? Astro Orbiters? I don't know. I mean, I guess the rocket aspect of it. Like you're supposed to be like in a ship rocketing around the galaxy. But you're just turning in a circle. Like Dumbo. The ride vehicles are new and fantastically different than anything else. Um, it's not some revolutionary ride technology there. It is uh, the same as Dumbo or the Magic Carpets. Just now you're in spaceships. Because we feel like every land needs an Astro Orbiter type Dumbo ride, according to someone at the Walt Disney Company for Disney World. Um, so that we have it here is Astro Orbiters. In Disney World, it is a little bit more extreme because it's on top. It's like the third floor on a multi-level um, structure in the middle of Tomorrowland. So I've, if you want the more extreme <laughs> version of it, I guess that would be it. You were saying, Amanda, though, you've never been on it. I've never, ever been on it. Not even once. Um, the less extreme version in Disneyland is even less extreme because you actually have to go down a little bit to get onto it. It's it's a little bit lower than street level when you get in. Um, so if we're one extreme <laughs> to the other, really, like, I'm not I'm not sure what went on there, but... I never thought about that. That's so funny. <laughs> I just thought about it now, actually. It's like, wait a second. Um, and Astro Orbiters is the first ride. If you're coming from the hub at Disneyland, it's the first ride you will run into in Disneyland's Tomorrowland. I mean, you won't run into it, but it's the first one you will come to because it's right at the entrance of Tomorrowland. So you could run into it. It is in the middle of the pathway. It's true. It's true. You could actually. This is one where you could run into it. Because Dumbo, but space themed. Yeah, kids love it. Whatevs. I've ridden it once or twice, but I don't. It's a spinny up and down ride. Like, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's anything special. It's not as iconic as Dumbo. So it's not like you're like in, in Dumbo, you're going to wait to ride Dumbo at least once because it's like an iconic ride but you're not gonna wait a million hours to ride astro orbiters probably i'm just guessing but i feel like that's why we probably haven't ridden it very often yeah it is like a not fast loading ride no. that's i think that's the other thing like you have to wait till a cycle ends to get on like it's not obviously a it's not a continuous loading ride b there's got to be a there's going to be a lineup and depending on the amount of people and the amount of rocket ships, they fit maximum two people. So if there's 50 people in front of you, it's going to be a long wait. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. So Astro Orbiters, take it or leave it. 
I said, maybe next time we should make an effort to try and ride it for you. Yeah, I'd rather spend my time yeah. on other rides. <laughs> Straight up. You're like, that's another uh, Pirates of the Caribbean that I could just ride one more time. Exactly. I get it. So, yeah. Take it or leave it. If you like those type of rides, it's a enjoyable ride. If you have small children, they're going to like it, right? So, it's a very niche ride market, I think. Yeah. Yes, take it or leave it, I guess, is my thing. Yeah, take it or leave it. Um, Next up, kind of underneath oh, Astro Orbiters I just mentioned was like a three-level thing at Disney World. There is a ride that isn't, again, at Disneyland, only at Disney World. It used to be, but no longer is there. Um, Which was Mom's favorite ride the first time we went, if I'm not mistaken, Amanda. Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was, because you loved it for some reason. Um, it is the People Mover. I I still love the People Mover. Yeah, it's a good ride. You get to see behind the scenes of some of the rides, because it does go in and out of buildings um, in Tomorrowland. So you do get to see, like, um, it's like behind the scenes of, like... Uh, Space Mountain, for example, or behind the scenes of like a carousel of progress, for example. Um, It's also when we talked last week about our last, when we talked last episode about napping rides, um, this is a great one if you need a little nap because it does go in the dark and show you um, like panoramas and stuff. It's kind of like, it reminds me a little bit of riding the train, uh, the Disneyland train in that like they set scenes up, if you will, while you're touring about on the people mover. So they do like panoramas and stuff like that, that you can see as well. So I don't mind it. It's very slow. The hubby and I joke that it's a good makeout ride. If you're on a date, it would be a lovely makeout ride. There you go. It's a great date ride. Um, it does tend to break down a lot. So if, if anybody knows that about it, it does. It's one of those ones that is just, it's plagued from the get go. So, but it is only at Magic Kingdom in Florida. So you cannot find it at Disney. You can see remnants of it at Disney because it used to be a thing. Um, but you cannot ride it at Disneyland, but it does do it. Give you a nice overview of Tomorrowland. They are, it's like a train a cars of seats on a train, but it's autonomous. So there's no driver on your train car and it just drives around and it's above. So it goes above. It's not on the ground like a train it's above. So it's more supposedly more futuristic for the timing. Guessing when they put it in, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't know if people will ride around on people movers now. We do kind of already still. I guess just not in the same kind of kind of trains at the airport or similar vein. Exactly. Yeah. We're not like people movers, like people movers, people movers, but I guess it's there. I think of it more like of trains at airports and stuff going from terminals back and forth would be what I would equate it to maybe. Um, we don't have the same setup, and it's not something that actually came into fruition. Disneyland, as I was saying, had it had the people movers. They were updated. I'm using this air quotes for everybody out there. They were updated to the rocket rods. For a very short amount of time. And the rocket rods were supposed to go really, really fast. They were kind of like fast dragster vehicles that went on the same track as the people movers. So they didn't have to do a lot of updating for it. But it was a short-lived experience. Like under three years i think if i recall correctly i can't remember how long they were there but the rocket rods were not lived very well because of the concrete that the people movers and stuff were on and the speed they were going on the stress on the concrete was not good so they had to discontinue them but if you look up or be careful not to walk into them the supports and stuff for people mover in disneyland are everywhere they're still all over Tomorrowland. Yeah, I've always wondered if they're gonna like do something with it or not, but so far not. 
So, uh, but they have kept everything up, all the platforms and support beams and everything are still there. So you can, uh, when you're walking around, you can see them and try not to walk into them. Um, I think it would make it easier if they got rid of the support things in Disneyland, especially right as you're walking towards the hub in Tomorrowland. It gets very congested in that area. And one of the reasons is because there's all these support beams and stuff in the way. Um, so, but I, that's why I'm always wondering if maybe, maybe there is uh, a plan for that in the works. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have any Disney insider information. So, so it's kind of just there in the kind of in the way in some ways at Disneyland. Um, Rocket Rods, I was correct, were under three years. They opened in 98, they closed in 2000. They opened in May, they closed in September 2000, so just over two years. And they were confirmed permanently closed on 2001, but they never opened again after the shutdown in 2000. So, because of the support structure design flaw was not uh, suitable for the great speeds that they had the rocket rods. So they were a very short lived attraction at Disneyland and um, I never got to ride them. Me neither, but we did get to read the people mover in Disneyland and it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm sorry. I wish I go back and bring it back. Um, still one of my favorites at magic kingdom. I have to at least ride it once. Yeah. I think it's a great ride. You should do it at once. Do it once. Do it at once. No, just do it once. <laughs> Go right now. Do it now. <laughs> uh, no, just do it once when you're there. As I said, it's a great like rest for your feet. Yes, it is. Because you're sitting. Talking about rest for the feet, I'm going to segue into one of our next attractions we're going to talk about today which is Buzz Lightyear ride name is Astro Blasters Astro Blasters versus Space Ranger Spin yeah that's the one yeah Space Ranger Spin Uh, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters which is at Disneyland and Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin which is at Magic Kingdom similar rides just two different names for them and two different gun systems, too. So those are the big differences between them. I lose at both of them, by the way. So in case you're wondering if you're if I'm any good at that's I don't I don't win. It doesn't matter who I'm playing against. I lose every time. I've even gone online and tried to search up like which targets give you the most points and um how can you win at Buzz Lightyear? Where's some secret things that you can get? Um still doesn't help i i lose every time it's fine though but i still lose every time so if you want to if you want to go on with me because you want to win hit me up <laughs> pay for my plane ticket and i will uh i'll see you there <laughs> i will lose and it's not like you lose on purpose you just i just i'm win. terrible at it like i i don't know why I feel like I'm shooting at the right place, but I'm not. I, I obviously haven't quite figured out the the aiming portion <laughs> of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Give me any tips and tricks. Do you find Disney World's better or Magic Kingdom's? Because the gun systems are two different things. Um, Magic Kingdom, they are mounted on the front of your ride vehicle. And you shoot from there. At Disneyland, they are actually physical guns that you pick up and shoot in your hand. Do you find one better than the other? Or are you still bad at both? I feel like the one at Disney World gives me an an advantage. Because I feel like if it's mounted on the thing, we're all sort of starting at the same level. So I feel like that kind of gives me a little bit of advantage, but I don't like the guns mounted. Like I, I prefer Disneyland where you can pick up the gun and like meander about with your gun. I'm just not good at that. So I feel like for me, Disney world is probably a little bit better if I am challenged in the art of target hitting. (laughs) So it is, yeah, so it is an interact. What's an, known as an interactive dark ride, where you're riding in a ride vehicle with two people per vehicle, and you have the ability to spin with a 
control in the center one way or the other way to shoot targets joystick. Thank you. A joystick thing. To shoot targets to defeat the evil Zerg. And so you're shooting at Zeds and things. And you're getting points when you're doing it. Um, Just so you know what it is, more than that. It is the only Disney ride I've ever had to walk off of. Ever. It's hard to believe. Yes, that was so fun. We It went down, we had to walk off. Um, we were really in the middle of the game. The middle of the ride. So we got to, it was like the longest walk off too, which was kind of fun. And um, the cast members were great. Because they're always great when you something goes down. But yeah. Um, su- surprising to a lot of people. And they're not going to believe me when I say it's the only Disney ride I've ever had to walk off of. That has uh, suspended running when I was actually on it. Which is incredible to think about. But yeah, it's the only one that's ever happened. So uh, Buzz Lightyear is really fun though. So you should totally do it. Yeah, it should be done all the time. Your kids will probably be better at it than you are, because if they're anything like my kids, they play video games more than I do. It's true. It's also the one ride that we, again, do all the on-ride photo while seeing who is with everybody. So that's kind of a nice memory to have. Yes, exactly. So after Buzz Lightyear, if you walk across the little pathway in Disneyland, you're going to run into... uh, a mention of a certain star-themed uh, movie franchise. Also, a lot of people will like laugh that know me really well and know that it's not my favorite ride, but it's the ride I've ridden the most, which is shocking. Yeah, that is weird. It's weird, also, because of the whole entire thing, especially with the updated version that is now there with the pilot yeah so um the the next one we're talking about is uh star tours so i have ridden this ride over 300 times um it was my goal when i worked at disney world to see all of the movie combinations we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute and so i have ridden it over 300 times yes she has so much so I had my favorite cast members there um, at Star Tours. But Star Tours will not be found at Magic Kingdom at Dis- Florida, Disney World. If you look for it, you're not going to find it there. It is in a whole separate park. It's still there. It's just in a different park, which makes sense because it's closer to now to uh, Galaxy's Edge in that park. Yes. It is on the other side of the park as Galaxy Edge from... In Disneyland, not Disney World. Oops. Yes, in Disneyland, Star Tours is in Tomorrowland, but that is literally diagonally on the other side of the park than Galaxy's Edge. And they can't move it. So it's going to just stay where it is for now. It's like a hint. It's like a sneak peek of, of Star Wars in Disneyland. Yeah. Not close to where it needs to be. This ride is definitely um, one of my favorites for sure. Mostly because when we first started going to Disneyland, there was no other Star Wars rides. And so I love Star Wars, grew up watching Star Wars, played Star Wars. Um, So Star Wars is like one of my favorite things. So I loved going on Star Tours because it was like you're in... Um, Star Wars. There are now new rides that are also like you're in Star Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's fine. It's still up there, though. I love Star Tours. I think it's cute. Yeah, they've done two kind of f- versions of Star Tours. There's the older one that we first rode, um, which was cute. You were just it, transportation going to... Uh, you were going in a transportation vehicle and flying to a certain location and now it's just updated you're still going in a ride vehicle and you're flying to what could be multiple locations so now they've kind of randomized it into there's three different segments and then more other things that can change so it's 
different. And then, and so it's a simulator ride vehicle. So you're on a ride vehicle, there's a screen in front of you, and it's in 3D, and you're moving around like you're flying. Yeah, like, remember when, when you were a kid, if you are old like we are, and you used to go into a mall, and sometimes they would have those ride simulators in the middle of the mall, and you were like, this is the coolest thing ever. That's exactly the ride vehicle that Star Tours is. Uh, with some enhancements. Um, if you've watched the behind the attractions, you got to see that they had to do some enhancements for that technology, but it's basically the same thing as, as what you would have seen in the eighties as a child walking around in a mall. Yeah. Back in the day. But yeah, so they use, <laughs> so they use that. And, um, when they, in, they did the update a few billion years ago no no just a few years ago they uh changed the pilot of the craft used to be another droid they've put in my favorite droid c-3po so this might be another reason why people are like why isn't this your favorite ride it's up there it's just not my ultimate favorite ride because it just dropped out when because the old version but the new version as i said i've ridden it 300 times so right so it is one of your favorite it's one it's one of my favorite I used to have days when I worked at Disney World and just ride that ride. And some of my friends can recall those Star Tours days where Jen would just get off, go back on, get off, go back on, get off, go back on. Um, Now I am, it is, as you get older, as time progresses, I can't do it as much anymore. It does make me, it has some motion sickness thing. Video screen rides do um, when you get older, so... My husband as well, he used to love Star Tours a lot, um, but in recent trips, um, he has maybe gone on it once in a trip, and then that's it. Uh, or not at all, because he just gets motion sickness from it. Um, I think it's the 3D aspect, because they did add 3D when they updated it, and I feel like that might be a little bit more motion sickness causing so if you do um if you are prone to motion sickness um you you might get a little a little motion sick in star tours for sure but that being said i love star tours from the beginning to the end so the queue line to the like boarding video to the to everything about it to the cast members sometimes with their you know lovely jokes i love star tours i will always love star tours it has a special place in my heart forever as one of the best and as amanda said like we were kids watching playing star wars as kids so it was the only star wars themed thing for the longest time at disney both disney theme parks i think that's the other reason why i loved it i do love it so much and loved it so much yeah as well the ride the whole thing is from start to finish the whole experience is really good so even if you have to wait in line for a bit to get on the ride the queue isn't boring there's lots to see all star wars themed stuff um so yeah it's it's good the whole thing is good definitely worth your time at least once or more yes yeah um when you exit through Star, after we ride our Star Tours, you exit out. You do go through a gift shop to exit Star Tours, but we're okay with that because it is one of our favorite gift stores in Disney theme parks. Yeah. So it's had a lot of interesting things over the years in it. So usually Star Wars related merchandise. It's one of the bigger gift shops as well. But a lot of Star Wars related merchandise lives in that shop. So yeah. If you are a girl, you may have heard of a lovely website called Her Universe. We're not sponsored by Her Universe, by the way, but they do carry some of Her Universe stuff in that store, which I always like to go take a gander at because I am a girl who likes Star Wars. That's that's it. That's the end. I'm a girl who loves Star Wars. And her universe stuff is, is amazing. And it was brought, the company was owned and brought and designed and brought to us by a lovely female um, from the Star Wars f- actual family. So met her once. I'm kind of proud of that moment um, back in my Disney World days. But, anyways, um, yeah, so her universe stuff is in there. It's lovely. 
lots of Star Wars stuff still in there, even though there is Galaxy's Edge because it's for Galaxy Edge is different, and we'll talk about that later in kind of a later episodes. And there's kind of a, there are different types of Star Wars stuff in both, yeah, in yeah, some ways, um, because of the themes and stuff. Galaxy's Edge versus this ride can just be all stores, Star Wars type stuff. So I think I ever almost every time we go, I buy something at that store. Yeah, I want to say I do too. At least in something almost every time. Yeah, yeah. There's always something that I'm just like, ooh, I must have this. So if you're a Star Wars fan, it is one of those must go to stores in Disney for sure. Yeah, and it's huge. So that's Star Tours. Yeah, it's big. It's big. So that's the other. As I said, it's one of the biggest stores in uh, Disneyland for sure. If we were in um, Magic Kingdom in Disney World and we walked across the way from Buzz Lightyear Ranger Spin you would get to a different attraction that isn't a Star Tours, because we said Star Tours isn't there. Um, you would come upon Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. This is a, not a ride attraction. It is a show attraction. I don't know. I'm really excited to bring this to Jeff. Jeff loves Monsters, Inc., so I'm really excited to see... To, to have him experience Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Because he loves Monsters, Inc. so much. Um, it's a great sit-down show. Um, it's an interactive show. So you go in, you sit down, and they, it's like an interactive comedy show with animated characters from Monsters, Inc. And they tell jokes and make you laugh and it's if you get there uh the even though queue line's kind of funny because it's like you're in monsters inc in metropolis so there's like different doors and different posters and stuff up on the wall which just makes it kind of neat and then as i said you just go in and sit down and experience it and then leave it afterwards i always find it funny yes it was really funny when we saw it for sure I'm like, did I make you guys do it? Yes, I'm sure I did. Because it's unlike anything else. Yeah, so it's unlike anything else. The lot floor is kind of where uh, everybody... Well, not exactly where, but sort of by where... Um, Magic In Magic Kingdom, they had a ride called... Um, which is the, was Skitch, Stitch's Great Escape. Which was there. Which also then took the place of an alien type encounter predator alien thing it was terrible i've done i did it once way back in the day it's just great escape um i didn't know what it was me and my aunt went into it and it was you sat in a circle stitch supposedly came out and it was running around i don't know some people loved it stitch's great escape was not i was not sad to hear that they were never opening that again that's all i'm gonna say it was weird manda it was very un-Disney in an experience. Yeah, I think you talked about it before and how weird it was. So when they did the Monsters, Inc. Laugh for you made sure we, we did it. And it was good. And la- I laughed. But I love Monsters, Inc. So. The kids laughed. The pre-show, because it is like a, a theater you're going into. It takes a little, a little bit of time to load it. And that's usually where the biggest laughs come. Because they will like select people from the audience and have them as certain ongoing jokes throughout the show. So yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, so yeah, so it's, I like the monsters in class Floor. I think it's great. It's a great little attraction. It's a great sit down. Sometimes it doesn't run all the time though. Disney world problems, but it's there. I like it. Must. It's a must do. Again, it's another one like you want to sit for a good little bit and rest rest your feet or if you want a little nap maybe you can nap um that does bring us to the end of tomorrowland by the way um we've gone all through it um so if at this point you're like what is there left well in magic kingdom there's nothing um we would be done 
we'd have to go to a different park now. Um, in Disneyland, we haven't even touched on Galaxy's Edge because um, that's a whole other thing. Um, so we'll definitely do uh, some Galaxy's Edge in the future. We just haven't got there yet. I think I'm still processing Galaxy's Edge, actually. <laughs> It's a multi-year process. <laughs> oh man! We experienced it for our first time over a year ago, and she's still processing <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Like what is what was that? Um, no, it's just really good, and so um, yeah, we will definitely dedicate a few episodes to Galaxy's Edge. But we don't want to also give away too much about Galaxy's Edge because that's half the adventure of an excitement that is galaxy's edge it's a fine line we'll tread the fine line yeah um so i don't know what we'll do for our next episode yet uh that's to be determined but we have finished our meander about the parks our tour around if you will we love the parks don't get us wrong we love both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. They both have their strengths and their weaknesses. They both have rides that they one has that the other one doesn't. So, yeah, exactly. Equally, they're good. You got to experience both of them to know. Again, you got to experience as much Disney as possible. I think that's just my life philosophy. Is experience as many Disney parks as possible because no two are going to be exactly alike. They're going to try, um, like they did with. Tokyo and Disneyland, but they didn't. They're not, they're completely the same, but same, same, but different. Yeah. They're not the same, same at all. So I always say experience as much as you can do as much as you want to do. All of these areas do have character meet and greets. Like Tomorrowland, I know we didn't talk about it. They do have some character meet and greets for like, Characters you would think you'd find in Tomorrowland. Futuristic type characters. Buzz Lightyear, let's say. So yeah, there's still those things out there. So if that's your thing, then... Yeah. Uh, You can meet characters in any of the different uh, lands within the park. So uh, when you... My go-to always as well. um, Make sure you get a map. Uh, when you go in a paper I know paper maps like why would you but literally you don't want to always have to pull out your phone because your battery will die Um, especially if you're using the genie plus app then it really will die uh, quickly I mean I'm sure you're gonna have a backup charger but what I'm saying is if there's a paper map available pick one up and also you can also pick up um, an events timetable thing for the day uh which will tell you like hey these are when the parades are happening and this is when the fireworks are happening and this is when this meet and greet is taking place and stuff so um that also is a great way to if you don't want to always pull out your phone um it's just another another tool a resource at your disposal um when you're going around these parks and touring around and cast members don't forget to ask those guys. They know answers that you don't think they know. Trust me. Like, we've had been in parks where we're by, like at Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones rides down. And you're like, well, Big Thunder was down. Is it, be- is it still down? And they'll find out for you. Yeah. So they will be able to tell you where a character is at a certain time. So if you're at in a diehard meet and greet, need to meet this character like goofy and you're gonna die if you don't meet him then they'd be able to help you achieve that goal the best way they can yeah cast members know a lot about all sorts of things even if you're like well this cast member only works at star tours it doesn't matter it's literally their job to like know they know that guests are going to ask a whole bunch of questions of their cast members so they make sure that um, they either know the information or they can find out for you. It's the Disney way. They also know where the cl- closest bathroom to wherever you are, are. So don't be afraid to ask them because they want to help you find the closest bathroom to where you are because <laughs> they don't <laughs> deal with it if you don't. So 
yeah. If they if you don't know where the closest bathroom, if you forget our bathroom tips or our little tricks, or you're like, oh, I remember they said that there was a bathroom somewhere around here, but I don't remember exactly where it is. Ask. I'm a class member. They'll be like, oh, there's one over here. And you're like, oh, okay. So yeah, ask them about anything. Their job. They know stuff. Yeah. If they won't, they will find out the answer for you and get back to you. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Disney tour. It's been great. Yeah. So now we're back down to heading towards back down Main Street, like on our way out, like at the end of the day. I'm pretending in my brain, I'm walking down Main Street. My feet are really tired. That's what. <laughs> yes. that's, my feet are like, how much longer to like get back to my hotel room? That's what I'd be thinking at this point. Yeah. When can I take off my shoes? That's right. Uh, I need to sleep. <laughs> Why do I look Disney tired? <laughs> Anyways, these are all these are all end of the day kind of. What time are we getting up again tomorrow? Right. Exactly. Um, I don't know what we'll do on our next episode, but we will let you know uh, when it comes out. It'll be a surprise. But until then, uh, we will do some Disney news. And we only have really one thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, for all those people that have been waiting on bated breath since they canceled annual passes in Magic Kingdom in Florida and Disney World. Not Magic Kingdom, but Disney World. They have uh, reintroduced annual passes. Woohoo! There was speculation whether or not they would or not, but I knew they'd bring them back. Um, so they can go back and buy and upgrade their annual pass. Supposedly, it will continue renewing at their price until their renewal date, and then they have to choose a new level of passes or a pass to do things. Um, some most annual pass members are a little upset about it. So if you've been on any online Facebook forums or anything... You might have heard some animosity towards these passes. They don't include as much as they used to. They're more expensive. There's complaints. Whatever. Disney needs to make money. And annual pass is a great way to do it. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, we just... Everyone is trying to recover from a year and a half of not really living like we were before. Um, So I understand. Disney is trying to trying to make ends meet um so it is the way of it they literally had a disney park close for a year i feel like people forget about that like they were not making money at disneyland for over a year so they have to and disneyland brings in a lot of money so they have to recoup somehow well especially because disneyland of where it's located i feel like there's a lot of people that live in California that are annual pass holders that would go to Disney all the time. And Disney knows that once you get someone in the park, they will spend more money. So they really need you to go to the park to make some money off you while you're in the park. And the longer you stay in the park, the more money they're going to make off you. Um, They are smart. They know that that's how this works. Um, So yeah, a year without having that park open is is a big chunk of of income lost not that i'm like oh disney is poor and whatever but but yeah they do need they are a business still so they do need to make money it's just the way it is yeah they do have to make some moolah in some ways they're a company like anywhere else they have employees to pay they have bills to pay i was just thinking i have no idea how much taxes they pay on that piece of property where disneyland sits I can't. Face I, my I can't even imagine that that number must be like astronomical. Like I can't. She's just making the face of just shaking her head and just going, I don't know. I don't want to know either. No, so. no. It's better not to know, actually. But there's that option. There's just that that we're throwing out there for you. That yeah. So they they're. Uh, Antimosity, but I'm excited that they have the option to get annual passes back for Florida f- people Floridians. that live in Florida or or non Floridians as well. Because right. yeah, Americans that live anywhere go have annual passes, so it's not just people that live in Florida for Floridians. It's but. true. And the amount of money they pay is what they pay, right? So it's the price. Yeah. You're either going to pay it or not. So. 
We do have, I, I meant to mention this last episode, and I'm going to mention it this time. We do have some sad Disney news for uh, the people that ever cared about it. Disney Springs closed the doors on the NBA experience. It was open for like three months. But they shut it down. And spent millions of it building it. Oh boy. That sounds like a waste of money, basically. <laughs> um, it used to be where Disney Quest was in uh, Disney Springs or Downtown Disney. Um, which was an interactive arcade game. Arcade with different types of rides and things inside of it. That was kind of cool. Um, and so they closed that down. They built the NBA experience and it lasted not even a year. And they have closed the door on that experience. So everybody always was like, it was a very niche market. NBA is not huge everywhere. People that go to Disney aren't NBA fans usually. So it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to anybody. Also, they already they had already tried an NBA experience type attraction at, at Universal Studios in Florida, and it already crashed and burned. So, I don't know why they thought it would work at Disney. Downtown. Maybe they thought as location Springs. was the issue, not not the experience. Well, <laughs> the difference in location would help or something. I don't know. Uh, NBA didn't even really want to do it in, in the end, supposedly. So, oh, interesting. It was doomed. It was June to begin with. So if you want yeah. a fun little read about the NBA, the short-lived <laughs> NBA experience. So I always have some interesting Disney news. I can throw something together. But that's my Disney news for this week. If you uh, would like to uh, follow us, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Buena Vista and Main Street. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast on any place you get your podcast from. Just hit that subscribe button and you won't miss an episode. We try to post one every couple weeks. Um, I think that's what it's turning out to be. So unless we're on vacation or really busy. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, we appreciate all of our listeners, faithful, loyal listeners. Uh, and um, yeah, if you have anything that you think we missed in our tour around the parks, let us know. And we will try to mention some of them on our next episode. Um, if someone's like, hey, you forgot to mention this, let us know. We might have missed something. I feel like we didn't, but there's a possibility that we forgot something. Um, and also, I was going to throw it out there. If you have walked off a ride at Disney, what ride was it for you? Because as I said, in all my times at Disney, only walked off one ride. Um, if you've ever walked off something, I would love to hear about it. Because those are always fun little, little things when you get to walk off a ride. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. So gather all your personal belongings, including all your Mickey ears, and please exit to the right and have a magical day.